Good morning, everyone. It's good to be here uh, with you this morning. It's good for all of us to be here this morning. It's a blessing to wake up this morning and to venture out into the streets and to come together to worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and our God. To our visitors, uh, we welcome you. You are our honored guests. And to all of our families, it is good to see you again uh, today. If you would, please uh, open your Bibles. Open your Bibles to the book of Ezekiel. Thank Patrick for uh, taking the time to read the scripture reading this morning. Ezekiel chapter 37 is where we will be uh, today. Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, and Ezekiel. While you're turning to Ezekiel chapter 37, I would like to take just a moment, as was mentioned earlier uh, this morning, twice, um, to recognize those that have uh, kept their hand on the plow during our installation and stand-up of our church leadership here at Annapolis. There are a lot of things that are going on, uh, but the cooperation and the dedication by all the men and women along with each family represented has been very encouraging. Let's continue to pray for all those, uh, for all the good work that's going on here at Annapolis. And as was mentioned twice, excuse me, uh, uh, this morning, let's remember today uh, the mark of the 15th anniversary of 9-11. But also, um, this is uh, the 16th of this month, marks the third anniversary of the tragedies that happened at the Washington Navy Yard uh, in our nation's capital. And so let's also be remembering all those that were affected uh, by what has happened um, in its now third year uh, from uh, the Navy Yard. I highlight uh, one item out of the bulletin just entitled Just for Today. I don't know if you saw it in your bulletins, but it's there. And someone best said it this way. Just for today, I will try to live through this day only. To not tackle my whole life problem at once. I will be thankful just for today. I will try to strengthen my mind. I will be happy. I will study. I will learn something useful. I will read something that requires effort, thought, and concentration. And so today for our sermon, we're going to spend just a few moments uh, looking at Ezekiel chapter 37, starting with verse 1. Ezekiel 37 in verse 1 in the Bible says, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, O sovereign Lord, you alone know. In verse 4, then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. 
I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Verse 7, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Verse 9, then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come from the four winds, O O breath, and breathe into these slain, into these slain, and they may live. Verse 10, so I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Oh, my people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And verse 13, then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you on your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. For the next few moments from this scripture, In chapter 37, I would like to springboard from the subject, can these bones live? Can these bones live? To understand the significance of this defining question being asked of Ezekiel by the Lord, you have to understand the historical context of the time. Ezekiel, son of Buzai. A Zodokite priest served as a Jewish preacher for God in Babylon for 22 years. His purpose was was to announce God's judgment on the house of Israel and other nations. He was also charged with foretelling the eventual salvation of God's people, no matter what the number was. Ezekiel was a prophet that that chose to obey God. He lived what he preached. Ezekiel was a younger contemporary of Jeremiah. And while Jeremiah ministered to the people still in Jerusalem, Ezekiel prophesied to those already exiled to Babylon after the defeat of King Jehoiakim. Ezekiel was taken captive to Babylon in 597 B.C., He becomes a prophet to the exiles in 593 B.C. Jerusalem was destroyed in 586 B.C. And Ezekiel's ministry ends in 571 B.C., some 15 years after after Jerusalem's destruction. We find an Ezekiel that was one called as a prophet and two 
commissioned as a watchman for the house of Israel. In chapters 1 through 3, we see an Ezekiel that obeys God continuously, time and time again, while prophesying against the sin of God's people. In chapter 7, Ezekiel predicts the complete destruction of Judah. The sovereign Lord uses words like the end, disaster, doom for these folks, plague, famine, chains, calamity. You see, the people in exile had lost their perspective of God's purpose and presence, and Ezekiel went to the people with a vision from God to show God's awesome power, his awesome glory, and his holiness to warn the exiles of sin's consequences. Ezekiel literally means God is strong or God strengthens. He was sent to deliver a message that God's sovereign strength prevails. It prevails time and time again. We see false prophets and idolaters condemned in chapters 13 and 14. Ezekiel gives the, gives the message to the people in chapter 20, verse 38, that all, who, all those who persist in rebelling against God will be purged. To find the death of Ezekiel's wife, we find the death of Ezekiel's wife in chapter 24. And we see his obedience when God tells him not to lament, not to weep, or shed any tears. And there's, re there's a reason why. I invite you to study chapter 24. Ezekiel goes on to deliver a message to those against the house of Israel surrounding them. Chapters 25 through 32, the Ammonites, the Moabites, the Edomites, and the Philistines. All these nations would soon realize the all-supremacy of God. And then in chapter 33 through 37, we see a new direction in Ezekiel's prophecies. Ezekiel is reminded as a watchman, his message must be one warning, yes, but two Reminding the people of the promise of God. And so in chapter 34, Ezekiel delivers a scathing message to religious leaders because they were selfishly caught up with their own concerns, with only taking care of themselves. And so we arrive at our text today in chapter 36 and in chapter 37. In chapter 36, in this prophecy, God reveals through Ezekiel that the nation of Israel, the new Israel, would be restored. You see words in this chapter like, O mountains of Israel, used over and over again. The mountains were symbolic of Israel's strength if they chose to follow God. The message was one of, of God's sovereignty and trustworthiness. God would first judge the nations used to punish Israel, and then God would restore his people. If you would turn and look in Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 24. Ezekiel 36 and verse 24, the Bible says, For I will take you out of the nations. I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. Verse 25, I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. 
In verse 26, I will give you a new heart and put new, a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. 27, and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. You will live in the land I gave your forefathers. You will be my people and I will be your God. I will save you from all your uncleanness. I will call for the grain and make it plentiful and will not bring famine upon you. I will increase the fruit of the trees and the crops of the field so that you will no longer suffer disgrace among the nations because of famine. Then you will remember your evil ways and wicked deeds and you will loathe yourselves for your sins and detestable practices. And then in verse 32, I want you to know that I am not doing this for your sake, declares the sovereign Lord. Be ashamed and disgraced for your conduct, O house of Israel. In verse 33, this is what the, Lord, the sovereign Lord says. On the day I cleanse you from all your sins, I will resettle your towns and the ruins will be rebuilt. The desolate land will be cultivated instead of, of lying desolate in the sight of all who pass through it. Verse 35, they will say this land that, that was laid waste has become like the Garden of Eden. The cities that were lying in ruins, desolate and destroyed, are now fortified and inhabited. Then the nations around you will remain, will, then the nations around you that remain will know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt what was destroyed and have replanted what was desolate. I, the Lord, verse 37, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Once again, I will yield to the plea of the house of Israel to do this for them. I will make their people as numerous as sheep, as numerous as the flocks for offerings are at Jerusalem during their appointed feasts. So will the ruined cities be filled with flocks of people. Then they will know that I am the Lord. And then we arrive at chapter 37, known as the Valley of Dry Bones. The Bible says the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the midst of the valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry, and he asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? The vision of Ezekiel in the Valley of Dry Bones captures the promise illustrated by God in the previous chapter, verse 36. The promise, a nation restored, both physically, a nation restored, also spiritually. If you remember your evil ways, your wicked deeds, if you despise your evil deeds, if you repent and if you change your heart, God will do the rest. He will restore you. You see, the dry bones represented the people's 
spiritually dead condition. Ezekiel felt on on so many occasions he had been preaching to the dead because no one hardly responded to the message from God. But these bones responded. As we read er earlier this morning, these bones responded. Why? Why did these bones respond? They responded because of God's power. They responded because of God's awesome nature. They responded because God is an awesome God. And so I ask you this morning two questions to consider or two thoughts to consider this morning. Just for today, I ask you to one, Consider your mountains and your valleys. We all have them in our lives. The ups, the downs, the birth, the life, and the death. We have, we have the mountains and valleys. Consider them in your life. We all have them. Consider your circumstances. Consider others' circumstances. Because we are each other's watchmen. And two, I ask you to consider your God. Consider his power. Consider his amazing power to forgive. Consider his amazing power to sustain you in life and to sustain you in death. Consider his awesome ability to make things new. If you turn with me to one more scripture, and the lesson will be yours. Revelations chapter 21. Revelations chapter 21. The Bible tells us, John the Revelator tells us in Revelation chapter 21, starting in verse 5. It says, He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give him drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. And verse 7 He who overcomes will inherit all of this. And I will be his God, and he will be my son. The lesson is yours this morning. We ask if you have any needs, please come in faith, repentance, confession, and baptism. I just ask you to consider your mountains and valleys, and to consider how powerful our God is.